Welcome to the Leadership Development Group's Health Ecosystem Leadership Podcast Series. We're excited to have you join us. My name is Tracy Duberman. I'm the founder and CEO of the Leadership Development Group. We are a global coaching and leadership development consultancy with an exclusive focus in the health industry. Over the years, we've had the distinct pleasure of working with some of the brightest talent in our industry, leaders who are clearly making a difference in the work they do to provide high quality care for those in need while designing approaches to enhance health and wellness. The purpose of this podcast series is to showcase how leadership is the essential ingredient to address the ever-growing issues and challenges facing the U.S. healthcare industry. As we know through our work, the great majority of these challenges are too complex and wide-ranging for any one sector to solve independently. This is where a health ecosystem leadership approach pays more than significant dividends. Solutions which emphasize how the various sectors of the health industry operate interdependently are the only ones with the potential to deliver on critical imperatives like affordability, access, and outcomes. During this podcast series, we will introduce you to some of the best and brightest health ecosystem leaders who will share practical examples of how they have successfully demonstrated a collaborative mindset, as well as the critical behaviors that lead to positive outcomes for their organizations, their patients, and the communities they serve. Okay, so welcome to the show. Uh, We are extraordinarily pleased to welcome today Nicolette Sherman, who is the Vice President of Global Leadership Development for Sanofi Pharmaceuticals. I am incredibly excited to have Nicolette on for a number of reasons, but the first of which is she is um, an incredibly innovative uh, pioneer in leadership development, and many of our former podcasts have focused on the leader as a health ecosystem pioneer, and today we are focusing on someone who actually does the development work to create health ecosystem leaders. So this will be very exciting um, for our clients as well as our coaches and OD consultants to learn more about how Nicolette does what she does so well. Uh, Just by way of background, Nicolette has responsibility for global leadership development, which includes setting the strategic direction for the design and deployment of executive leadership and management development globally. Uh, She joined Sanofi about 10 years ago and has worked in a variety of HR talent development functional areas, including commercial and global oncology, um, but was very soon thereafter recognized, so early in her career at Sanofi, um, in terms of her uh, expertise. And she moved into a regional uh, center of excellence role uh, as VP for North America, and then ultimately into this great role in terms of global leadership development. You have a BA from Lehigh University and an MA from the University of Delaware and a master's in HR management from Rutgers. And I know that you have a number of different designations from certified coach to certified HR professional. Um, And I also want to add that in terms of pharma voice, you um, have been recognized twice now as one of the top 100 inspiring leaders. So we thank you very, very much to, uh, to, for being on the show today and for giving us your time. Um, And where I'd like to start off, Nicolette, is as we think about the health industry, we we talk a lot about health ecosystem. The reason why the ecosystem is so important is because we recognize that no one sector alone can really solve the problems that are facing our nation in terms of health 
improving um, wellness care as well as treating the sick th through many of the things that Sanofi focuses on, like pharmaceutical development. Um, so I guess what I where I'd like to start is what you see from your vantage point as the most important external and then also internal challenges that are facing Sanofi. So just as within your realm of leadership. Sure, sure. So, um, so external, I mean, external, as you've said, the, the world is moving so quickly, right? So, I mean, the marketplace that we move in is so dynamic. As a life sciences organization, we cut across a number of different therapeutic areas, right? So not only are we in consumer healthcare, in life sciences, in, in pharmaceutical, kind of traditional pharmaceuticals, also vaccines, right? Also um, on the rare disease side. So we have quite the broad portfolio. And so when we think about what's going on for patients, right? And how do we keep up and how do we keep up in the different markets over you know, 120 countries that we operate in? It's, it's pretty vast, it's pretty complex, and it has huge implications on leadership. And that's really where I spend a lot of my time thinking about, right? Not only how are we good citizens in the world that we live in, right? but also how do we want to think about solving some of these problems for unmet, you know, for patients, you know, unmet needs. How do we think about what it's going to take for us internally to be able to operate in a way that's efficient, that's nimble, that's dynamic, and not only in response to the marketplace, but a lot of times in collaboration with the marketplace, right? So I think what we see across a number of our companies, and certainly something I'm very proud of Sanofi for, is that, you know, we've really worked hard to not be inwardly looking. We look outside. We think about how we can partner with academia, we think about how we can partner with other companies with biotechs um, and really look to, to make a difference, which is very much consistent with our vision as a company around empowering life, right? Because um, at, the, at the root of it, that is really what we're all about. Yeah, that's, that's really well articulated. And um, you mentioned it, but I'll just ask again to uh, get very specific. When you think about the health ecosystem that Sanofi participates in, mm -hmm. How do you define that? Who who is a who or what organizations or what sectors are a part of your health ecosystem? Um, so it's it's broad again. I mean, if I think about it again, uh, it's you know across you know, we we interact of course with other companies that operate in this space with academia. We operate with governments, right? We operate with payers. You know, if you think about the patient, right? The patient could be anywhere from the person at the end of the day who's receiving our medicine. It could be their caregiver. It could be their advocate group. It could be um, it could be their physicians, right? So it's the whole multitude of players that will actually touch that. And because our, our space is, uh, becoming even broader, I'll say it, in, in thinking about end-to-end -end solutions, you know, we very much look now also potentially at diagnostics. We look at data and how we manage data. Um, you know, all of these things come together as we try to provide one holistic experience for our, for our consumer, our customer, our patient at the end of the day. Yeah. And with 10 years of experience working at Sanofi, I'm sure you have seen um, many different changes in the organization, um, just primarily, what would you say is the major focus, the major strategic priority for Sanofi, let's say over the next three to five years? 
Well, so I mean, I think the market, as the marketplace moves, our 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 needs are are also becoming much more clear as it relates to both leadership, developing leaders. I mean, I'll say that from my lens. I mean, there definitely is a war for talent, and needing to think about from our lens how we can how we can be best equipped to develop our leaders internally, be able to think about the future of work in a very dynamic way. You know, right now, I think many of us are still pretty traditionally involved with you know, this is my employer. We know that, con that different contractual arrangements will continue to evolve. We know that as, you know, as people become more focused and more specialized, we need to really be able to call out where we need to win. And so I think internally in our organization as well, we do a lot of work around strategic workforce planning, thinking about what are the competencies that we must be able to deliver to make a difference for our patients versus, you know, what are some of the other ones that we can, you know, we can buy, right, outside, externally on the marketplace. So where do we need to really spend that time and attention? Um, and, you know, when I think about it, it does become a little bit about how are we different, right? How are we different? And there, you know, I think, uh, one of the things that we're really focusing a lot on, I mean, you hear a lot about, of course, about digital, about, you know, kind of data, about managing complexity, all of which are super, super important. I think at the heart of, um, of some of this, for me, at least from my lens, is about learning agility, right? It's about how do we think about, um, you know, creating in our leaders or, or harnessing in our leaders this curiosity, right? This ability or this willingness to try new things, to fail fast, to experiment, right? To try something different um, and, and be broader in their thinking. What if, what if I tried this, what if? And I think those for me are really important, especially when we think about this grounding and what do we need to do for our patients? Mm. And it can't be what we're doing today. We've gotta be able to get to tomorrow and always be thinking out in front of tomorrow for us to be successful. Yeah, th there's no doubt about it. This has been, um, this probably is, at least in your last 10 years, my mine around uh, 20 in terms of serving multiple sectors within the uh, within the industry probably the most tumultuous time in terms of the unknown, to your point about the what if. And and so the complexity of your job, now you're handling global leadership development for a multinational, uh, one of the best and brightest pharmaceutical companies out there. And as you mentioned, you're in many different um, functional markets as well, including consumer products, et cetera. So when you think about that, how your focus really is on developing talent to execute the strategy. The strategy right now is sort of kind of the what if. What is what what can we be? Mm -hmm. So how do you work to align your leaders around a common vision for the organization's strategy when that strategy is it's being constantly revised along the way? Absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, I, what I'll point to is really a, a big shift that we had strategically when our CEO, Olivier Brandecourt, joined in 2015. We announced a pretty big restructuring where we moved from being very much um, country-centric, if you will, to being much more connected on a, a global business unit or functional basis, right? So trying to put together things that belong together so we could really harness the expertise and really be able to meet the needs of a patient. So, you know, as opposed to looking at it from I sit in the U.S., looking at it is, uh, you know, I'm in specialty care. I have a patient who has probably a very rare disease 
versus, you know, I'm sitting in consumer health care and I'm thinking about the consumer who might be buying allergy medicine for her family, right? So we, we changed our alignment, um, again, with this thought of being able to really connect more deeply with various patients we're serving, right? Um, and when we did that, we also took the opportunity um, and I don't like the word, and I never come up with a better one, but to verticalize essentially um, our global functions to ensure that we are in fact consistent in how we approach things from a strategic perspective, that there's clarity, um, and also of course that we can optimize our resources. So when we moved into the new structure, it really gave us an opportunity to look at what were we doing across Sanofi. And not surprising, probably like many other uh, companies, there were a number of great things going on all around the world, right? Um, but what we were missing was one core, common, consistent voice of leadership, I like to say, right? So one, will, one ability to kind of say what is most important for us. So how do we, how do we distinguish Sanofi leader from, you know, from another company's leadership, right? And we really felt like it was important for us to focus there um, and so what we did was we really looked across, and so my role is both on the programmatic side, but also on the framework side. So we got really serious about our leadership competencies. We spent time really anchoring those competencies, defining them, defining what's, what does great look like and what's not good enough, right? Spent time going out into the fields, running, fo into the field, running focus groups around the world with folks in all different business units and functions um, to really make sure we understood how they saw you know, what was unique about Sanofi, you know, and also aspirationally where we needed to go. And we were able to build our values from that work, you know, really from the voice of our people that our XCOM, um, you know, ratified, you know, a few years ago. So that became the basis for us. And I think from there, we really started to work again, um, very, very much collaborative across the globe to say what were the best practices. So with any, any rung of leadership, if you will, so whether you want to look at management 101, you know, we took a look and said, wow, we have over 100 first-line manager programs at Sanofi. Not surprisingly, right, because we're a big global company. How about we move to one and we make it the best one that it can possibly be? And that's exactly what we did. So we took you know, that team, we looked very much at what was going great around the world, harnessed those best practices to really be able to amplify them then on a global basis. Um, and you know, as, as that example goes for our management essentials, um, we were actually very honored to win an award with HR.com for having one of the most innovative frontline manager training programs. So those are the kind of things that I think we look at. And you know, back to your question around how do we work to align? I mean, it's it's really identifying what is at the core of your culture. Where are you going, right? So those leadership competencies, those values become really important. And making sure you have the voice of your people, um, of course, as well as your leadership along the way. We did set up a governance structure as well to make sure that we have uh, effectively a leadership development steering committee that helps make sure that, you know, as we're working, we're always thinking about how does this connect to the business? Does it make sense? Is it aligned? Does it address business needs? Because if it doesn't, then we're probably not spending good time. We're not mm -hmm. investing our time wisely. Yeah, and I, I love that in terms of does it meet the needs of the business. Can you talk a little bit about the restructuring as it relates to the, um, I think that you call them country councils? Is that, is that right? And so that, that particular restructuring, how that is assisting in terms of identifying the business needs and hence your role, which is uh, developing talent to meet those business needs. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, I think what happens is if you're focused, you know, you're focused on a very specific marketplace and it enables you to kind of put like, you know, like groups together, right? And that doesn't mean that, I mean, we're not, we're not trying to just reinvent the way you're, the direction you're pointing in, because we very much operate in a matrix and those countries and those geographies certainly continue to have a need to partner very strongly together. Um, but what I'll say is once you have clarity around what is it that your customer needs, what is it the patient needs today, um, and where is that moving to tomorrow, it's easier to identify the types of issues that you need to be able to solve for, the types of talent and skills you might need to be able to bring into the organization, and then at the macro level, be able to look across and say, where do we have commonalities or how do we cross pollinate? Because that's very much what we like to do as well. I mean, you know, it's not that once, you know, once you're in HR, you're always in HR, or once you're in consumer, you're always in consumer. We love to be able to move talent really to, to, to create that richness in our own internal talent pipeline of experiences. Um, so I think, you know, when, when I think about the move, it's helped us to be very clear about the markets we're operating in and what the needs of those patients are in those markets. And then also from a talent perspective, gain greater visibility to the, the folks that are in those groups and that are making those decisions um, and partnering to really hopefully deliver for our patients. Yeah, so it sounds like there's an intersection really between the, the market geographically and the functional unit, which allows Sanofi to be, be able to draw resources from either or depending on need. Is, is that a, a good way to summarize it? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's, I guess that's the other thing that I'll point to, you know, in our organizations today, you know, we, uh, we come from this past of having these very strong, very hard hierarchies. And so you work within your line. It's just not the way we work today anymore, right? We, which one of us hasn't been on a project team, you know, and, and possibly a project team that's very related to maybe our day job. But how about those project teams that we get onto because of uh, a network relationship? or because of a passion of ours, you, you get tapped to do different things. And that's very much part of this model that's much more networked than it is you know, based on a, a straight org chart. Yeah, that's 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 great. I mean, it's very, very um, innovative. It's best practice for sure. And it allows you to uh, attract and retain great talent that's looking to expand their breadth of capabilities, but they don't have to leave Sanofi to do that. They, they can do it because there's different things that they can, they can dip their toe in lots of different pools. That's absolutely right. And that's what, that is one of those benefits for sure of working for, for Sanofi. I mean, it is about having, you know, having really the world at our disposal. I mean, you know, I, if I want to go take an assignment in France, you know, at headquarters, I surely can. If I want to go, you know, if I want to explore a different function, I have that available to me. And, and a lot of times it is based on those networks that we create that, you know, you start to learn and grow and develop more. And again, back to the point um, that we talked about earlier, I think this has to do with learning agility too, because our careers for sure are going to be a bit longer as we live longer nowadays, right? Thanks to the medicines that, that companies like mine are able to provide and, you know, and to the state of our healthcare overall, right? And, you know, when I think about it, um, you know, many of us will have a couple of careers. So it's great for us to practice this notion of learning and, you know, and following our passions and our interests and be able to do that in companies that are willing to take risks, you know, risks and try something different with you. So I've always been in HR. Maybe my next role might 
um, might be in marketing, might be somewhere different, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I love it. And I love the openness to it that you're providing for your your employees and and hopefully new new talent into the organization as you recruit. Okay. You know, as um as we think about the sectors within the, the health ecosystem, we may we name three, but there's probably hundreds, the main ones that we focus on are pharma, providers, and payers. And if I look at those three different sectors, and I believe you'd agree with me, the pharmaceutical industry is vastly um, ahead of the other two as it relates to this focus on matrixed organizations, a focus on a commitment to open dialogue, crucial conversations, and collaboration, which, which we have a lot to learn from the pharmaceutical industry for sure about how to do that well. My question for you is, as we've grown, we, we recognize that if we're really going to meet the mission of any one organization, the way in which Sanofi is really going to meet that statement, they're going to have to collaborate with others outside of Sanofi, right? So you've mastered the matrix within. Are you starting to tackle the matrix external to Sanofi and giving leaders the, the skill set and capabilities to do that work? Mm, absolutely. So, you know, our mission at Sanofi is, in fact, all about empowering life. And what that represents on those two powerful wor words really is about our ambition to support, right, the millions of people that are facing big and small health challenges, whether they're lifelong or temporary. So, you know, how we do that, how do we prevent illnesses, whether it's with vaccines or if we're alleviating the pain and, and suffering of an illness or offering treatments for rare disease, or in fact, helping people deal with more chronic conditions, that's all about empowering life. You know, if I think about the connection for us to be impactful, we absolutely have to work outside of our company. And we're starting to do that more and more. I mean, I say we're starting to do that. We've been doing that, right? But we're, we're doing it more and more. So whether they're in partnerships like we have with organizations like Regeneron, whether they're academic, you know, relationships that we have, I think that we see more and more of this. Our ecosystem is so interconnected, right? So our, our ability to really engage and unite people, you know, to truly be connected on a particular mission, whether that is, you know, solving or, you know, solving a particular patient pro problem or if it's going for a cure of a particular type of cancer, I think the communities are so connected. We see that in the work that we're doing across with advocacy groups. Um, we see, you know, I, I, it's, it's really, it's all over. I mean, I think about um, the work that we also are doing very much aligned with, you know, just creating these partnerships with some of the biotechs that might have some, you know, new novel kind of approaches, innovative approaches that we can help seed some of the funding to see, is that gonna move the needle for us? We do that in the digital space as well. So I think we try to kind of open up our lens to say, what's going on that's connected for us and how do we help then either accelerate that or how do we partner, you know, whether it's kind of connecting on a research basis or, you know, what is it that we can do to do our part, right, to really help drive this empowering life to a reality, right? And we do that internally a lot as I think about, you know, more with my HR lens on, you know, it's about how we empower people internally, right? But when we think about it at the external lens, it's more about empowering life and what is it we're doing to, to try to meet some of those unmet patient needs. Yeah. And, and I would imagine, but correct me if I'm wrong, that with, you know, in your tenure at Sanofi, that external focus, meaning developing talent to have an external lens is something that's 
pretty new and it's a it would require a different type of leader in some way shape or form or a different type of skill set is that something that you've been working on in terms of your 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 role somewhat and i think where we've seen some of the shift right and i'll say it that way is um you know probably i think a couple years ago of course we're always very focused on business acumen so making sure people understand the landscape understand more broadly the connection to strategic decisions right so if i do this what are some of the consequences you know really being able to itemize that in a very granular way to understand the context of any of these decisions we take um so you from a curricular perspective we for sure have continued to add and bolster what we're doing along the business acumen side. Um, you know, one of the best practices that um, I think we were able to leverage with, uh, in partnership with London Business School is a new executive ed offering that we just launched called Ignite. And literally we're trying to ignite you know, our organization, ignite our executives to be able to think bigger, to think about you know, these market trends, what's going on in the world, what's the impact they want to have, you know, so what does that create for them in terms of their own, you know, um, personal mission, right, and also their purpose, and how does that then apply back on the job, right? How do we make sure that in a company as large as ours, 110,000 employees strong, that I feel ownership to do something different? to drive change, to think about the future, to not just get mired in today, right, but to really think about what next? What, what about tomorrow? What about the, you know, uh, you know, Peter Hinson's one of their great faculty members, really, really uh, esteemed colleague and, and, uh, and faculty member there. You know, but, but what about the day after tomorrow? What are we doing? How do we think ahead? And, you know, what does that mean for us? And how do we want to leverage some of our own um, you know, some, some of our own time and our own voice, not only internally, but externally as well, to start to address some of these very big, you know, world issues that we have. And that's another place that I'm really proud of working at, at, at Sanofi, because from a corporate social responsibility perspective, you know, this is a company that really gets it, that really gets it. We are working within that broader environment. We're all citizens, you know, not only of the communities that we most directly live in, but also citizens of the world. So how do how do we need to operate, right? And that's embedded in, you know, in, in the values that we have, I feel like, um, you know, and, and that's how much of a hallmark and how important it is for us. That, that, that Ignite program sounds amazing. What level of leader is that geared toward? Is that the, at the senior most level? Yeah, that's your yeah. our executive. So typically, it's somebody that would would sit probably within that top, you know, top call it four, four or five hundred. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I imagine that many of them are moving on to um, either take uh, you know formal or informal roles of convening other sectors within the health industry or others to to work on some of the things that you just mentioned. Which is, what can we be? What is it that's possible? You know, given our our, our mission. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's important. And I mean, it's not, it's not only there, right? Because I, I think, you know, one of the things that's important for me is that, you know, in, uh, in taking this role a few years ago, you know, sometimes you find in organizations that you're only looking up, right? And it's only about the executive education piece, which of course is very, very important. You know, when you talk about the, the guiding and kind of guiding and shaping of an organization and the direction and, and the strategy that it's following. Um, and you know, we also need to make sure we're taking care of the leaders along the way um, and making sure that 
in, included in that is this kind of layering of content um, that we do around our leadership competencies and around our values to make sure that it's captured and that that have that that footprint of of you know Sanofi in our culture and who we aspire to be is always present, right? And always connected for them and aligned to the business. Yeah, absolutely. And and you do have to always have like a, a, a process for doing so, right? Because there is a funnel. You start, you bring it down, you don't forget or neglect, but you have to modify your approach for leadership development at different levels in the organization just because of what you know experiences people are are interested in having at particular levels. So I I, I appreciate the challenge. Absolutely. And these days, right, if we're waiting, you know, and there's a lot of research on this too, right? So if we're waiting for that leader as hero, we can wait a long time, right? So it is really incumbent on each and every one of us to step into that leadership, you know, leadership role when it makes sense, really to step up and to take ownership or to drive something that's very, very important for us or we're passionate about personally. So it is kind of trying to really be able to create enough flex in the system to enable that and to make that um, more of an expectation, if you will, as opposed to a, oh, look what happened there. You know, it, it should be something that it should be just embedded in the way we operate. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. And and just staying with um, your conversation um, around leadership, um, thinking outside the box, kind of looking outside of the organization to see what's possible. In our research that we did for for the book, we uncovered four different areas that we see health ecosystem leaders demonstrating more frequently than those that aren't ha- that don't have the lens of cross sector collaboration. And those are things like being able to ha- generate what if ideas which you've talked about um, clearly within your organization, Um, being able to align stakeholders and manage boundaries and obstacles by creating psychological safety. And then also the continuous acting and learning. You said it earlier on, you know, fail fast and and drive forward. Um, What do you believe to be the essential leadership skills to support collaboration um, within within Sanofi um, and then external to Sanofi as well? Yeah. So, um, so I mean, I think that collaboration is, I mean, collaboration is made up of a number of different dimensions. And it's interesting because we look at this and we have it, um, I guess we have it captured in two ways. So one way is very much um, in our values. One of our values is very, is linked to teamwork, right? Which is all about, you know, kind of how we cooperate transversely with one another. And the leadership competency is just that it's cooperating transversely. And so when we think about that, because of the complexity of the marketplace, because sometimes of even, you know, how we operate within a matrix can be not as simple, right? So we try to kind of make it a little bit more straightforward. But I mean, the expectation is that we always think with that lens, that holistic lens around one Sanofi. So I might be thinking about, okay, well, I sit in global and I'm in HR and this would be good for me. But I have to take that broader lens to say, is it good for the company, right? Is it good as I think across, and, and you know, sometimes that's how we might have to navigate timeline and commitments, deliverables, right? You know, if there are pressures on timelines or investments, right? That's super important. The one Sanofi lens needs to be first and foremost. Um, you know, also obviously with that business orientation and that thinking about, you know, not information's power, information is to be shared, right? So how do we share information? How do I make sure you have the information that you might need from me? 
to be able to do your job most effectively. Not because you asked me the question, but because sometimes it's, it's these, this is where ideas get triggered and this is how we truly are able to exchange and get that power from the diversity of perspectives that we all bring, right? So those are how some of those little, you know, those little special moments get created where we get the power of the diversity in the room of you thinking a little bit differently than I think. Um, and then certainly then the next person thinks. So bringing that together is very important. You know, and then I think there is, there is this kind of notion of collaboration and problem solving that it has me willing to roll up my sleeves to help you and you willing to roll up your sleeves to help me and think about how we get to those solutions. Again, you know, I think it's, um, you know, I laugh because it is, it's the grown up model, right? It's, you know, like we, most of us were raised in, in, you know, kind of some kind of a family unit where, you know, sometimes you didn't like what, what happened, right? You didn't like the outcome, but if it was good for the family, you knew, you know, that was probably the right thing at the end of the day. You might not have gotten your ice cream cone or what, you know, whatever right. it was, but it is this notion. It sounds simple, but you know, this notion of one sanity first, um, you know, so we make sure that we're taking decisions and we're partnering in a way that looks at the collective interests of the organization, um, particularly when you think about our, our vision around empowering life and the fact that we've got this really big kind of shared purpose that connects directly with the external world as well. So it's not just all about Sanofi Sanofi, but it is Sanofi and how we can have that impact that we all collectively aspire to. Yeah, the zero sum game, <laughs> right? So you have, um, over the course of your career, created some very innovative leadership development programs of which I am aware of. But for our listeners, could you choose maybe one or two that you'd like to talk about in terms of developing your leaders uh, to be prepared for the future of the health industry? Sure. Well, one of the ones I think I'll, I'll one of the ones I'll point to is something that we've been working on internally with the help of a, a few partners, which is really around opening up feedback in our environment, right? Because you know, when I think about the importance of just communication, the importance of not only you know being able to say. Tracy, that was really great. You know, when you ran that session and you did X and Y and Z and give you very specific, great feedback so you know what you need to be reinforcing, right? Um, and also on the constructive side for me to be able to call out when something might pinch as well. So we've um, we've created this, uh, this, I'll call it a language of our culture, right? Which is about deep conversations. So deep is an acronym um, that, that we leverage that kind of has meaning for us for, you know, for each of the different components that we want to be able to reinforce about having good conversations with one another. Um, and it gets applied in every way you think about it. So it could be in a career development discussion. It could be in a difficult discussion. It could be relative to change management. Um, when we launched it last year, it actually was connected to our survey launch to really make sure we were having deep conversations around what did we learn from our employee survey and you know what did we need to do about it? And how could we engage with our employees back and forth to understand this is what yeah, this is what I understood this to be saying. Is that correct? How do you see this? And really get some good exchanges going. I think that is probably one of the ones that that um, most recently that I'll point to that I'm most proud of because you know I think that there are digital elements to it. There's micro learning. There are leader our own leader led videos, but we also partnered you know across with some um, some e learning solution uh, providers. So we've got some micro learning that's connected to it. We've got some classroom components, so it really is fully multimodal, but the goal really is that we're having the conversation. So when I think about a metric, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, return on investment, what does that look like? 
you know, and of course it's important because every, every time you're spending money, you want to be able to see the return. And for me, this is about opening up a dialogue that creates all of these opportunities, right? These opportunities to exchange in a, in a, um, you know, in a more meaningful way with one another to drive better outcomes, right? So that's, uh, that's, that's probably the one that I'll point to from most recently. Like I said before, you know, there are a number along this journey because we really did have quite a bit of work to do to really be able to develop a, a full curriculum available at all levels within the organization. We essentially shifted from a strategic perspective from what I'll say was like 20% available you know, on a global basis, 80% um, locally driven, right? And a bit more fragmented to now an 80-20. So wow. we kind of locked in on that one voice of leadership at Sanofi. Um, 20% being super important because you know what? In emerging markets, there may be some different distinct needs for those leaders that don't exist in maybe my market today. And so we want to make sure we're responsive to that, but it's got to be a balance, right? And, uh, and certainly from a cultural perspective, we found this to be a pretty, pretty good path forward for us. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. What a transformation in terms of what you do um, from leadership development. I'm curious, though, what does DEEP stand for? Ah, <laughs> I know the magic behind the DEEP. So D is for direct, right? So making sure that we're engaging in a direct manner. Um, e is for empathetic right? Because everything begins with that kind of notion of trust in mind. Uh, the E is for earnest and the P is for productive. So we have this all kind of linked at each of those stages so that you can see directly how it links to our values, totally direct, uh, directly links to our values. And um, you see the application in many phases. You know, we do all kinds of fun kind of quizzes or gamified elements. And, and we want to make it something that rings true for people that they remember and that, you know, it's not just another thing. It's actually part of how do I, how do I go to work? Yeah, no, no, I love it. I'm not going to forget it now that you explained it to me. The acronym actually. There'll be a pop quiz. There'll be a pop quiz. Right, be, exactly. <laughs> so I, I have one last formal question for you, and then we can kind of open it up to dialogue. Um, but, I, you know, I think about your role um, in your career in leadership development, and I know that this is just, the, this is one part of what will be a very long career for you, Nicolette, in some some capacity, whether it's continuing to do the work in leadership development, or if you move into some other type of functional area, or whether you move into a different industry altogether. Um, but thinking about that, you know, when you look back and you're uh, kind of, you know, sitting on the beach in Malibu, let's say, <laughs> you're retired, <laughs> what would you like your legacy to be as a, a leadership um, development guru, a leader within the health industry? Yeah, so thank you for the question. Uh, I mean, I feel like I've been so privileged to work with so many great people that have had such a strong impact on me and how I think about things and how I approach things. So many great mentors, you know, not surprisingly as an HR professional for me, it is about the people. And that's also why, you know, when I think about the empowering life and the empowering people connection for me, it really resonates. You know, right now as an organizational vision for, for global leadership development, we're really all about how do we develop tomorrow's leaders today, right? And so when I think about my own passion, it's absolutely about that. It's absolutely about looking at what are we doing today to get people to be even better today, but also with an eye for tomorrow and also with an eye for the next generation of leaders that are gonna be dealing in this world that we've talked about that has even greater complexity, 
higher degrees of ambiguity than we've ever seen before. You know, if we just think about the rate and the, the pace of information coming at us all the time. So how do we really get these folks prepared? So, you know, I spend time not only in developing programs, frameworks, but also engaging with our people. It's about listening. It's about learning, right? Coaching, mentoring, providing feedback, exchanging ideas. So, you know, I guess I'll, I'll kind of say that at Santa Fe, we're so proud of this transformational journey we're on. I feel like I am so lucky to be a part of it. Um, and our pur purpose, you know, around empowering life has really become a rally cry for many of our people around how we can and do hopefully impact life on our planet, right? So in a similar way, I guess I see my legacy as being able to support this amazing, amazing vision and really hopefully equip our leaders, um, leaders being defined very broadly as kind of the people that we work with to hopefully step up and really make their own difference in the world. So mm, okay. that's, uh, that's how I look at it. <laughs> that was so beautifully said. It's it's a nice place to um to pause and thank you very much for your time, for your willingness to share with us some very innovative approaches to leadership development within, within your organization. And hopefully our, our listeners will be able to take some nuggets and um, be able to bring those nuggets back to their organizations in the way in which they develop their own leaders or themselves. Uh, and thank you, Tracy. Thank you so much. And I should do a shout out because, you know, we, we also work very much with you in the, in the talent accelerator space. And I think, you know, we've seen some really tremendous outcomes, you know, coming from being able to really amplify where women are. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a women's accelerator program. So where women are today and where they can get to and removing some of those hurdles or barriers sometimes that are self-imposed. Um, so I really appreciate all the work that you've done with us as well and you've helped us really you know bring uh, bring some new levels of, of of strength to our organization relative to the accelerator so thank you very much well you're very welcome it's a pleasure partnering with such an innovative organization so we look forward to the future and thank you very very much and thank you listeners um, stay tuned for more information about our podcast series and uh, have a wonderful afternoon for those of you interested in learning more about leadership please visit us at TLD Group's website, join us for more interviews with health ecosystem leaders during our podcast series, and of course, stay tuned for the release of our book entitled From Competition to Collaboration, How Leaders Cultivate Cross-Sector Partnerships to Deliver Value and Transform Health. Thank you for joining us.